It's not unusual that when taxpayers are preparing their tax returns, that mistakes will be made, things forgotten, things omitted. Tax returns can be quite daunting, quite stressful. And I want to share with you on this week's podcast, five mistakes, five omissions that taxpayers will often make when preparing their own tax returns. This is based on over 28 years experience of me and my team in I Hate Numbers when we prepare our clients' tax returns, contributing to the 12 million tax returns expected by HMRC. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Let's crack on with the first one. The first one is the student loan. It's not unusual for taxpayers to forget to include details of their student loan when they're preparing their tax return. So I'm just going to give you a quick reminder what's involved. Now, there are currently in the UK four types of student loan that will be relevant. They're called a plan one, a plan two, strangely there's no plan three, a plan four, and a postgraduate loan repayment. Now those loans that I've identified are based on when the loan was first taken out. So if you took out a student loan prior to the 1st of September 2012, you'll be on a plan one student loan. If you took it after the 1st of September 2012, then you're on plan two. Plan four, by the way, are for those people in Scotland who've taken out student loans and a postgraduate loan repayment is if you've taken out a master's loan or doctoral loan, then you'll be within that remit. The thing that's relevant here is when do you have to start paying that student loan back? And it's based on the income that you have for the tax year in question. So for 21-22, for example, we're looking at approximate figures here. Exact details will be given in the show notes. £20,000 a year plus, and you've got to start paying back on your plan one student loan. It becomes a bit more relaxed, a bit higher for student loan type two, and that's £27,000 a year. Plan four for Scotland is 25000 odd, and for the postgraduate loan repayment, is £21,000 a year. Now, typically, if you're in PAYE, by the way, you can relax a little bit more because that should be taken off by your employer as you're earning your salary. If you're self-employed, it'll be taken off via the self-assessment tax regime. And if you've got a mixed income, you've got some PAYE, some student loans, then we're looking at a combined income. So it's likely you'll be missing those out. Now, if you miss those out, by the way, folks, then your tax will be readjusted. That will affect what's called payments on account. And also, there'll be interest to pay if it's picked up quite late. So make sure you include the relevant details of the student loan. Mistake number two is when it comes to something officially called the high income child benefit calculation. And what this means is as follows. If you or your partner are classified as a high earner, and high earner, by the way, is if you or your partner earn over £50,000 a year. Now, if you earn over £50,000 a year and you're also claiming child benefit, this applies to you. Now, perversely, both of you could be earning £49,999 each and this will not apply to you. If either of you earns £50,000 a year plus, then the higher earner is the one who has to declare this on their tax return. What you need to disclose 
is how many children you've got, how much child benefit you've received. And if you are over £50,000, it's what's called adjusted net income, then there will be a clawback of the child benefit that you paid. Again, check the show notes here for a detailed calculation. What we're more concerned at this stage is to make sure it's not omitted. If you do miss it out, by the way, HMRC do have the access to those records. They will catch up with you. They will find out. And you'll have to pay not only back the child benefit, but you're liable to pay interest and penalties as well. So again, think carefully. Now, one way to avoid it, by the way, folks, is not to claim the child benefit. But child benefit is number two. The third area is when it comes to claiming expenses. Now, many self-employed people, quite often they will not necessarily think about the expenses they've got. And there's a whole variety of expenses that you can claim. Anything you incur in respect of generating that self-employed income is fair game. And you can have a look at that. And as a self-employed individual, even if you've got split costs, like your phone is being used for business and personal, you can claim a proportion of that. The good news is, folks, by the way, you can go back four years to claim anything retrospectively. The next and the fourth item is expenses when you're working from home, either as a company director of your own company or somebody else's company, you can claim a flat £6 per week for working from home, for using facilities and the space at your home in connection with your business. The other variation is if you, as an employee, have had to work from home because of lockdown during 21-22, even if it's just for a day, then you can claim £312 for the whole year. And if you're a high-rate taxpayer, that's good news, and that will chop your tax bill down, and potentially you may even get a refund as well. And this applies to employees, so therefore it's a claim worth looking at. Again, in the show notes, I'll give you a link for some further detail. The last one that I want to mention is when it comes to gift aid. Now, if you're somebody who donates to charity, then two things will happen. One, the charity can claim back tax on your donation under what's called a gift aid scheme. But you also can claim that back as well. So if you're a higher rate taxpayer, that means you'll effectively reduce the amount of tax that you pay because more income is taxed at what's called a lower rate. And that's going to be good news. If, however, by the way, folks, if you haven't, for example, gone into that higher rate tax bracket, approximately 50000 a year plus, remember, if you haven't paid any tax during the course of the year that you made that donation, then a charity, technically speaking, will have to pay that. But more often than not, HMRC will come after you for that gift aid payment that's been made. So when you do make gift aid payments, remember, you should have suffered the equivalent of tax being claimed back. If you made a donation of 80 quid, the charity gets back 20 quid on top. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, that will reduce the amount of tax that you pay, which is obviously going to be good news. That may not have inspired you to make the donation in the first place, but it's a good thing to have as a consequence. And remember, if historically you've made gift aid payments and not claimed any reduction in your tax bill, you can retrospectively adjust your tax returns. Folks, that's five areas that I've mentioned. There are loads more to think about and loads more to consider, but certainly those are five that are relatively common that most taxpayers will not address and possibly miss out on. I hope you found this podcast useful and valuable. If you have, I'd love to hear some comments and feedback. And if you feel there's somebody who could benefit from this, I'd love it if you could share it with them. Until next week, folks. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. Numbers episode.